The views and opinion and comments on this episode of the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinion by any law enforcement department or agency. Content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Now that that's out the way, let's get this show started. Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Black and Blue Bad Girl Podcast, the only podcast that was made by law enforcement for law enforcement. To express our thoughts, our concerns, ideas, or hey, if you just want to vent, you can do that too. Now hold on, wait a minute, civilians. We haven't forgot about you. We welcome you to listen in. We'd like to hear from you. I'm not alone. I brought back up who's on this ride along with me. Wadi. And Holiday. And I'm Jules. We have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. On today's episode of the Vanguards, are discussing the mass shooting took place on the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, I know. It's been a while ago. But hey, just listen to the show. We'll talk about that and much, much more. So ladies and fellas too, without further ado, let's get busy. What you know good, Holiday? I'm all good. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, well, I have no can. I have nothing Boy, to crack man. open. You got nothing to crack open? Nothing, man. Work, work 10 days in a row. Haven't, haven't been to the stove. Oh, man. But I do have a two liter cherry Pepsi. Let's see if we can hear something. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. That was weak. Well, I got two liter <laughs> cherry Pepsi. I'm about to pour. All right. So other than that, I'm good. Finally have a day off out of 10. I know you're going to try to relax and recoup and um, kind of take it easy for today, I guess, right? I just dozed off. Say that again. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to take it easy. Yep. There okay. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I know mm-hmm. it's it's good it's good getting that money, but, you know, time is time is much more important. Time yeah, is true. much more important, man. Yeah, but I'm going on furlough soon, so. Okay, good. Good, so, so you're going to recover. a couple of days. Yeah, not a couple of days before I go on furlough. Yeah, I got, you know, I was on furlough. I'm back now. And man, I got some stuff for the beat, for what's new on the beat. You know, I can't wait to get into it. I know why they can't wait. And speaking of, Miss Wadi, get in here, talk to him. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Just chilling. Working and chilling, trying to catch up on rest. Okay. All right. Ain't like wrong this summer is really pl- like flying by. And like a lot of us, Ain't even really get to do nothing. Like the summer just coming and going. You know what, Miss Wadi? Since you said that, we're gonna do something before the summer is over with. Don't no, mention Popeyes without doing none of that. I, I was no, about to say Popeyes, this. No. I, was, I was about to say this. I'm so generous. Uh oh. We'll we'll let you pick the spot. Nice. I thought he's gonna say you're so generous, he's gonna get a Popeye. Oh uh, no. <laughs> no, that I'll let you general. pick the spot. Now, just promise me one thing, Uh-oh. that this ain't no tofu or vegan spot because I don't, I, you know, I, you know, it's going to be, you know be your mom's house because <laughs> I will never let go of that time. Yeah. She made salmon and I don't know what she put on it, 
it felt like a fine dining restaurant, Simon. Oh. So you that's what? your mom's house. Oh, you know what? Hey, hey, how how much how how can we turn that down, Holiday? <laughs> Going home to mom's to cook to eat. Yeah, you can't beat that. Man. Oh, People still man. talk about her spaghetti and all types of stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both <laughs> y'all wives be talking about her food too. We gotta give a shout out to mom on the on the cooking each time. Okay. Yep. Hey, hey why not? Why not? We can go for moms, but but Miss Waddy, we you know if we want to celebrate the the summer and stuff, do, do you want to go go out to a place to to celebrate? Uh, maybe uh, an outdoor type. No, it's been a minute. Your mom's place. Okay. It's, All right. Well, it's been a minute since I had her food. What's okay. the title? All right. So, mom, when you you know when you check this episode out, be prepared <laughs> to have all of us over with that uh, with that salmon. Tell your wife to relate a message to her, too. Okay. All right, that's an easy fix. All right, y'all, let's keep this show rolling to my favorite part of the show, what's new on the beat. And since I've been on uh, furlough, I would go first. Mm. So much stuff has happened since I've been back. I have to, I have to, like, put, I have to write stuff down or I forget because so much stuff I, I come across. I went to a job, right? I was 99 and I went to a job. There was somebody being evicted, a family being evicted and want to come back and grab their. So I'm sorry, a family did get evicted, but they want to come back and grab their stuff. They end up getting a van, you know, a, a U-Haul truck and they want to get their stuff. Okay. Landlord won't let a man without police escort. I get there and I ask the lady, I get there and I asked the lady, I said, all right, oh, I said, what all you need to get? She said, I just need to get, I love when they say all I need to get. All I have to get is right. a couple bags of clothes and a TV. I said, yeah. okay. Okay, no problem. So I walked up. The landlord was like, she's not coming in. He'll allow the sons to come in, but he won't let her come in because she, you know, she flipped you out the mouth. I'm like, fine. Is all it is just a couple bags and a TV. So going up the stairs with him, of course, it's the second floor. It's the hottest day of the year. We walk upstairs. I mean, it was stuff everywhere. And I'm like, mm. I'm not going anywhere for a while. And I'm like, wait, I said, wait a minute. I said, guys, are we taking all this stuff? Now, my, now, my, now granted, They've been in this apartment for five, six years. So it accumulated five, six years worth of stuff. I'm looking around like, and did some moving before because they know they was getting evicted. But I was like, they have a lot of stuff going on. And it was just three boys, three sons, 17, 16. I think one of them was 11. The 11 was a champ. Cause he was going up and down them stairs. I was like, my God, good to be young, huh? So I see they was getting they was getting gassed, going up and down the stairs, carrying bags, carrying boxes, totes. I couldn't couldn't stand it. So you know what your boy did? Uh oh. You know what your boy did? Did you put that cape on? I put the cape on. I took the sunglasses off. Put the cape on. Uh oh. I said, I said, guys, I said, guys, bring it in, bring it in. There I see you, you guys. I see you guys working. The eleven-year-old even, he even checked out. 
the 70 year old was was he was gas the 60 year old i don't know where he went i said guys i see you working <laughs> i said i see you guys working but we got my man the 11 year old he's carrying everything the 17 year old doing one room the 16 year old's mia in another room i'm like we we spread out we we not do we're not attacking one room at, at a time i said do this let's clean out this room right here this is the smallest room let's go ahead and knock this one out We'll do a, a human chain, like a assembly line. The seven going down, 16-year-old, you know, go right here, 11-year-old, feed it, or whatever the case may be. I'll carry his stuff, too, and we'll just, we'll work it that way. Your boy was humping. I said, come on, all right, let's go. Your boy was humping. Right, we grabbing boxes, passing it towards each other. One guy was going downstairs. About time he come back, another box was waiting. Another bag, another tote. We was we was we was rolling. We had a system right. in place. Then your boy got then your boy got tired and hot and sweaty. <laughs> Cause mind you, I'm in my vest and belt. Yeah. And my shirt was drenched. So we we still working. We got that room clean. We got this room clean. Got the bathroom. I look up in the other room, there's two couches, a bed a television set and stand. I was like, we need help. So there's people that stay on the first floor. The landlord and his family stay on the first floor. I went downstairs. I said, landlord, I said, we need some help. I, I, I can admit we need help because going up and down, it was hot. That second floor was hot. It was humid. I was drenched. Every time I brought a, a, a bag or a box or something out, people was clapping because they said, we ain't never seen a police officer do this. And I'm like, it's nothing. I'm just helping, just helping these people carry this mm -hmm. stuff out. They're being evicted. You can see it on the 11-year-old boy face. He was Aww. defeated. It, he was sad. I mean, it was a, it was a sad th you know, experience to right. be in. At least I can do is help. That's, that's the, the least I can do. So I was like, Landlord, hey man, can we use you? Can we use your sons? He said, he said, hey, the 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 mom don't want our help. I talked to the mom and said, mom, G call. I said, we need, we need, we need them. We we we're your sons are gas and I'm gas. And she said, she said, I said, we we need these people to help. She said, fine. Boy, we got four more extra bodies. Woo, we knocked it out. They carried it. They, I I grabbed one end of that couch. One guy was like, no, officer, I got it. I said, okay, oh, hey, come on in. I ain't going to fight you for it. Come on. Nice. Come on, grab this couch. I grabbed some mattresses. Man, I grabbed, helped grab the TV. I was grabbing other stuff. People was grabbing these things. Well, we was rolling. Long story short, we got them all moved out. Other people started putting stuff in their trucks outside and stuff, and they got them moving. People were congratulating me, you know, clapping and, and all that. It felt good. You know, I ain't going to lie. It was a good feeling in a sad situation, but. I said it was nothing. It was the least I can do. You know, we need more like you. I said, there, I said, there's a lot of us like me out there. But I said, I had to go to the station and change my shirt because my shirt was drenched. That's how hot it was. I was soaked. So that was a good one for what's new in the beat, man. I I, yeah, I was out there. Job. I was being a I was being a mover. <laughs> so that's what it's about. Good job. All right. Who wants to go next?
Holiday. Oh, I can't for Miss. I can't wait for Miss Wattie. Holiday, go ahead and go next. I can't wait for Miss Wattie. I know she got a few of them. Hey man, hey man, how can you come? How can you say something after that? <laughs> hey, I can say something like after that. Shit. All right, now, yeah. I ain't do no, I ain't do no, but but took a bag down the stairs. That's it. Well, shit, that remind me that. Well, I already, I already told it. I believe on one of our uh, podcasts, one of ours. Uh, sure, yeah, I had to. You know, you do whatever it takes to that code a job or get something done. I had to move a bag or two out before, but nothing mm-hmm. like that. We need the whole platoon. But uh, let's see, going to be, well, your buddy been in lockup for a week. So, but um, I do want to say shout out to people who works downtown because uh, my one of my days I had SDI and um, I was 99. And they put me in the area by clubs and bars. So there's like a lot of drunks and stuff. And you had to sit there with your light on, you know, uh, nothing. Just shout out to people that work downtown because they was bothering me. Not in a bad way. It just, you know, I, people just want to speak to police. Or I had to be a, a, a atlas. Like um, a lot of people was, uh coming up to me, asking me where, what's the, where's so and so, which way is this street? Which way is that street? Can you park over there? Is it safe to park over there? Do you think we'll get told? Uh, uh, one person came up to me. Yeah, a lady just got hit by a car, man. It was fucking crazy. I was like, what? Damn. Yeah, some blocks over there. So I just get out, you know, get out of my post to check. To find out mm-hmm. it wasn't bonafide or I, maybe I missed it. Or I, I didn't see nothing. So I wouldn't say I missed it. I just didn't see nothing. I said, well, I don't see nobody limping or nothing. Shit. All right. Fair game. Where's Ontario? And then one guy, he, he walked past. Then he looked in my car. I rolled the window down. What's going on, young man? He's like, man, I just want to say thank you for all you've done. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Appreciate this, young man. Thank you. What's going on, young man? Rolled my window up. He walked off. He came back. I looked at my window again. He waved and walked off. <laughs> I said, I can't. You know what? Too much going on for me. So that's all I want to say. If you work downtown, kudos. I ain't the one. It's not funny. No, downtown. I worked at plenty of times working overtime, working downtown, man. And different ball. Different, game. It's a different beast out there. Different ball game. Different you have, game. yeah, you have some people who respect the police, some people who don't respect the police. You got people who just, I don't know. It's it's just a different world down there. You got to be. You got to be equipped to handle everything down there. It's so much. It was so many people. You know, like I said, they intoxicated. You know, they come from bars and parties. Right. And, and, it's and like, then everybody was sure, where is such sure and such is at. Right. Making sure no one's urinating on the street. Yeah. And then, like, man, you know, yeah. I think. And then, of course, you have your tourists and stuff. And then you got people that want to take pictures, mm-hmm. you know, of mm-hmm. them. And then the background is the squad car. So, <laughs> right. You know, they see a police squad car and they want to take a picture like next to it or around right. I try to eat my pizza. Someone knocking on the door, talking about uh approach my window, talking about some 
the well, that's the one with the ticket. The parking situation, uh, you think it's safe? I said, man, your best bet is to go to the place you want to go to and ask the uh the employee. Right. Like, ask them where's a good spot to park. Because if it's up to me, it's a freebie today. Because I ain't got to worry about the meter people. Hey, you like, man, I'm this is old T. I'm here, but I'm not. Right. I mean, I'm maximum. I eating some some dough brothers. Right. Some dough right. brothers pizza. Like, right. I'm here to enjoy the scenery. Like me, that's like me. If I'm working OT downtown, I'm here to enjoy the scenery, the people, the, the, the places, the, you know, different tourists and stuff. So I'm not really, I'm not really police mode. <laughs> I'm like, that's all. So every time someone looked at the car, I was like, please, God, don't come this way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't, don't talk to me. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Damn. Here you come. Yeah. Can you tell me where it's such and such? Do you have Do you have a phone, sir? Yes, I do. Go on Maps and type in the address or the place you're looking for. Did you type it? Yes. Hit start. Oh, thank you. No problem. No problem. Just doing my job. Shit. I told you I'm about to do the same thing you about to do. Watch this. I said, rock and roll McDonald's that way. Right. Hey, I remember Dredd and I, we was working downtown. And we, this guy asked us for directions for some reason. We told him where it went. Then Dredd went, he looked on his phone when he knows the other way. We ran two blocks to get this guy to tell him he's going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to send them all. No, Um, no, that's facts. Because I was like, I you was know, low key. I was low key worried because you know with GPS, it does send you off sometimes right. due, due to the um, like where yeah, like the, the signal. Yeah, the signals. You have the reception. Yeah. So I I told him, oh, Ontario this way. Yeah, I'm looking. Then you know I start flipping the phone around. <laughs> like <laughs> you flip it over. Like, oops, no, it's the other way. <laughs> I'm like, fuck! Did I just send this kid off? He he had a skateboard. He had a cast on his hand. Oops. On his arm. I was like, I don't think it's like you know, it's safe for you to write, <laughs> write that uh skateboard, bro. But since considering you got a cast on your arm, but uh, he said, yeah, man, I'm just gonna be riding in circles. I'm looking for Ontario. I was like, man, cool. I'm about to do what you gonna do. I was like, oh, it's this way. Man, I thought about it. He skated away. Now I'm looking at the arrow, and the arrow's like moving funny. I'm like, oh shit. Oh. I flipped my phone over. The man, did I send this? But to find out, it was the right way. Okay. Because when I when I went back to the station to use the washroom, mm-hmm. I saw in Ontario the route I told him to go. I turned that okay. way. In. So, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Like we, yeah, like we said, we ran two blocks. We ran two blocks to catch this guy and tell him hey, you're going the wrong way. And people are like, man, that is that is nice. But what people, but, I tell you one thing, they they be they knows. People are nosy. <laughs> they be listening. But man, yeah, but like you said, your message though, we officers working downtown, just just be ready for anything, right? Yeah, especially what's going on. But yeah, shout out downtown workers. All right now. What we've all been waiting for. Ms. Waddy, what we got? Nothing. Nobody's Damn. been doing nothing. Yeah. Dang. Yep, so I've been all good. Well, that's all right, Miss Waddy. Hey, listen, we get paid no matter what. 
Yeah, we do. I didn't get any extra pay. I didn't get a tip for helping them people move move out their apartment. I just got a real wet shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> my back, my back was tired. My back was tired. My leg started cramping. I was dehydrated. I felt old. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was going up and down the stairs like, oh my god. I was telling the kids to come around, come around me, come around me. That's how I was feeling. Cause I was going up and down. I was working and stuff. But and in the in the end of the day, how I felt helping these people in a in a tough situation, that that's what override everything. But you know what? There was a uh I was talking to one of the guys at work, and there was a shooting that happened on uh on 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 the on, on the district. There was a shooting in the district. Now a guy died, but but the thing is, it hit somebody else. It hit a a person that's just walking into a gas station. She was just an older lady, 70, I think 65, 70 year old lady. Holiday, I think you heard about this. The bullet went through the guy that passed away and hit this elderly woman in the head, but it did not penetrate her skull. Yeah, I did hear that. She was so blessed that it didn't do that because if, if that, she could have died. Sucks for the guy who died, though. But thank God for the uh, the elderly lady who was just walking in the gas station. So that's something new that's on the beat. That's that's, and that's something that's real that's out there. So, I mean, please just be, I mean, people just be mindful. Be mindful where you at and what's going on. You know, my wife, she don't like me going to these ghetto gas stations. But I go them anyway. I mean, if I need gas, I go in there real quick and get them, but. Man, just be careful. Be mindful where you at. There's more to that story. I don't got anything else. <laughs> it is. All right, y'all. Let's keep the show going. Holiday. Any new follow-ups from last episode? Yeah, we have uh, some follow-ups. And the uh, first one is Jim. Thank you, Jim, for writing. Jim wrote, Hey, Vanguard, I listened to your last episode, and I'm a Caucasian male, and I believe that Black people most definitely should celebrate the 4th of July due to the fact that Black people built America. Hey, I'm with you. Who, who wrote that? Jim? Jim, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. This is my country. This is my country. How somebody else going to tell me it isn't it, Jim? All right. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to get off my soapbox. All right. Anybody, yeah. anybody, else, anybody else will respond, or we can go on the next one. Hey, listen, this is my country. America's my country. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Born in it. Uh, next one, we have uh, Todd. Thank you, Todd, for writing. Todd wrote, I believe that 14-year-old kid acted in self-defense. Oh, of course he did. He's protecting his mama. What would you do you see a grown man fighting your mother? She's defenseless. He can't fight that man. He can't fight that man head on. Yeah. And that's what that's what I really want people to remember. Not as you now. Like, not as you as a grown man, a grown person, watching your mom be. Are you talking about a kid? Hey man, you know what, guys? I the the bad part about that. You have a grown, I use this word very loosely, supposedly a jackleg 
ass dude. Men, we are supposed to protect our our women or women in general. And we're going to talk a little in the show about protecting women because a mass shooting happened in North Lawndale where he had eight women gunned down. One died, another one still fighting. What the hell is going on? Like, man, what is what the hell is going on with these men? Where they're so emotional, they go and hurt women. Men don't hurt women. You know, we die for them. It's, what, it's our job. But we got some suck-ass men out here. I say yeah. some. We got Time. some suck. We got some suck-ass men out here. These men are terrible. Some of them. I mean, why are you going to fight this lady? You're a grown man. You're a grown dude. You can't keep your emotions in check when you get a fight a female, a hit a female, because she talking. It's like, all right, whatever. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the bad part of it. This dude's supposed to, you're supposed to control your emotions. You know, these dudes, some of these cats out here don't know how to control their emotions because they're undisciplined. They're undisciplined. Nobody taught them how to, how to be a man. A man don't act, that like, act like that. That that so-called Jack Led man was a little boy who had a temper tantrum. And now he's dead because of his act. You know, that's that's the bad part about that. And then you have a 14-year-old. A 14-year-old had to protect his mother because this dude didn't but this dude wasn't a man in the first place. So of course, yeah, hey man, that's that's nothing but you know, how can you charge him? How can you charge this kid? How can you charge the mother? I said, you know, we said on the show, they let that go because it's like, well. Excuse my French, but F that, F that guy. Pretty much, that's what it was. It was like whatever. Y'all fighting up at Maxwell. Y'all supposed to get y'all a pork chop sandwich with grilled onions and some fries, mm. and a can of pop. Yes. Why do? You, what would you get for Maxwell's if you go there? Excessive grease. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nothing going past. Damn. Damn. And what about one of them Tom? What about one of them Tom Tom Tamales? Then what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the little Tom Tom Tamales. The little talk, the Tom Tom Tamales. The little the little tamales, yeah. the little roll-up corn tamales with the meat in the middle. I don't I don't know. I just don't go to Maxwell's. It, I, I smell the grease while uh driving past. And the last mm-hmm. time I- Go and I had Maxwell's. It made me sick, so I'm good. Damn, I'm sure. Oh. Jules, I don't know. I, you you be trusting these places, man. Like, <laughs> all these places. They can open up a nasty storefront. You like mm, that look good? Let me check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you gotta talk to your partner. Talk to talk to your soulmate. Talk to your wife. Ask her because I think she'll tell you. She'll let you know. Like Jules, you can't be. You can't be so open minded to everybody, man. Cause they oh, think no. they're gonna be they're gonna be selling you grease. All they, no. that's all they do is sell grease. You know, my wife, she she watches what she 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 don't need none of this stuff. She she's almost like you. Almost. Almost. She'll at least break down once in a while and like, all right, I'll, you know. But like, for the most she, part, she yeah. she she's on it. She's on it. But I told her, I told her. You know, because sometimes she gets upset because she can't eat a certain thing. I said, I don't know why. I don't know why you're getting upset. You see me, I'm happy. I'm happy because I eat whatever I want. You better, you better get get them lips greasy. Yeah, get them lips greasy. 
Get that grease in. <laughs> yeah, he, self-defense. No doubt about it, man. What, what, what else we got, Holiday? All right, and next one from Mel. Thank you, Mel. Right there. Mel wrote, I listened to episode number 43 about Juneteenth. You have Black people and you have the others, and the others simply don't care, don't know, or don't understand the importance of that holiday. Um, they can also be called bandwagoners. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Okay, that's what's up. Good looking at Mel. Yeah, you know, not, not all, but yeah, you do have some, you know, small percentage of uh, uh, I use that word, uh, black people where they don't know their history and don't care and just want to, you know, just, just, you know, just, just disrespect that holiday. The holidays for celebration. You know, it's a liberation, you know, from slavery and stuff, but you know, so it's like everything else, man. I guess some just don't just don't care, but want to benefit all from it. So yeah. Hey, jack, jack leg people, that's what they are. Hey, jack leg black people. They're not even real. They're not even real black people. They're like little sambos. That's what they are. And yeah. if you don't want to, if you don't know what a sambo is, look it up. Freaking little sambos. I can't stand them. They make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's they get make me tired. They make me sick. They make my jaws tight. Man, just going around and just, 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 God, Waddy, help me out, Waddy. Help me out, Miss Waddy. Somebody help me. Man, just causing destruction. And, and you know, and, and the bad part of it, the bad part is, is that. When stuff happened to them and it's like, oh, it's it's always the racial game or, you know, it's uh, it's the man, it's the man knee on my neck. It's not enough resources. It's like, bull, stop it. Nobody tell you to go around and smash up a 7-Eleven or or smash and loot and riot and stuff. That's the what race, what racism's got to do with that? Oh, but that's our reparation. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Yeah, number a little sample, like a disease that need to be eradicated. They you need know. God. They need that, God and they need to find their purpose. So when you love God, you love yourself, and then you love other people. You know, you see, you start to see when you love God and you, you find God for who he is, he shows you how he sees people. And then you start to see people the way he sees them. So it's like the violence and harm and destruction infringing on people's lives and rights. It's not a desire to you because there's love there. So that's what people need. Boy, I tell you, Miss Waddy. Man, Miss Waddy, boy. She bring it back, don't she? Holiday, she bring it back, don't she? Miss mm-hmm. Waddy don't bring it back, boy. She put some sense to it. That's that, that's that wisdom. That's what we need. That's what you know what you have big mamas, big daddies and stuff. That's wisdom. They ain't nothing but wisdom, right? Miss Why right. we just gonna call start calling you big mama. Start calling you big mama. <laughs> but then there's a time, big mama, till you go get that switch. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. That, that's when, yeah, you yes, when you you did something. Go and get you that switch. Did you go pick it. Pick which one. 
said, go pick it. <laughs> go get it. That was the old days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that's the problem now. We ain't got enough big mamas out here or big daddies. These kids ain't getting no switch. These kids ain't, ain't getting they ain't getting no whippings. You can't hit your child nowadays. I'm like, what? Who's that? They're there. Yeah. You can't whip them. I said, what you mean? How many times y'all been on a job where, you know, kid acting up and he's like, well, you can't, you can't, you, 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 can't, you can't spank your kid. Who says that? What law, right. what law is that where you say you can't spank your kid? Yeah, I mean, you can't throw them down the flight of stairs. But, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can still give spankings. True, true, true. Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? There you go. There you go, Mr. Waddy. There you go. All right. Let's keep let's keep rolling. Miss Whitey, we got any uh new notifications? Yep, we do. A couple of them. Five black and Latino individuals from Chicago filed a discrimination lawsuit against the Chicago Police Department on behalf of a class of black and Latino drivers on June 26, 2023. The lawsuit alleges that the CPD engages in racial profiling by disproportionately targeting black and Latino drivers during traffic stops. It argues that this disparity cannot be justified on the grounds of public or traffic safety. The complaint further claims that the racial and ethnic disparities in the CPD's traffic stops are a result of the department's policies that require officers to meet traffic stop quotas. These policies mm. allegedly lead to an excessive number of traffic stops for minor equipment and registration violations in predominantly Black and Latino neighborhoods on the south and west sides of the city. The complaint alleges that this program leads to harassment, racial profiling, and mistreatment of law-abiding individuals of color who are simply going about their daily lives. It argues that this undermines public confidence in the CPD, wastes public resources, and ultimately comprises, I'm sorry, compromises public safety. The lawsuit filed Monday asked a federal court to prohibit CPD from targeting predominantly Black and Latino neighborhoods for a high volume of traffic stops, bar the use of traffic stops as simply an excuse to search for contraband like weapons or drugs and in traffic stop quotas, among other requests. The data mm -hmm. presented in the complaint reveals significant racial disparities in traffic stops. In 2016, Black drivers in Chicago have been four to seven times more likely than white drivers to be stopped by police, while Latino drivers have been twice as likely to be stopped compared to white. CPD's past leadership never has shown that targeting Black and Latino drivers and neighborhoods where Black and Latino people live for a massive numbers of pretextual traffic stops makes the city safer. It does not. We are hoping new leadership in City Hall and SCPD will provide an opportunity to turn the page on this practice. Added block. First and foremost, there are no quotas for traffic stops. There's nothing in CPD where they say you have to have 10 or 20 traffic stops or you have to give 10 or 20 tickets. There's no quota. When I stop somebody, I can only I can only speak for myself. When I stop somebody, I don't stop somebody because of the color of the person that's driving the car. There is a plethora of violations you can make while driving. I drive, I pull somebody over because they made a moving infraction. Or, you know, expired or whatever. So, I don't know the state of uh, the, uh, their their study where black and brown drivers are 
getting stopped more. I mean, I can probably I can see that. I can see it because people who create the most crime are black and brown. So I can see how that, you know, how that study is where they get stopped more. But I mean, first and foremost, I just want to say there's no quota for for traffic stops. I never met a society, a world we live in where you do wrong and you want to see justice. Okay. If you put a hundred people in a room, because you know, people don't like to tell the whole story. That's what kills me. They don't like to tell the whole story. Because more likely when if they pulled over is justified. Mm-hmm. You put a hundred people in a room. And if you ask out of a hundred people, which one of y'all have all y'all credentials up to date? Everybody's hands is ain't gonna raise. And you're like, man, what the I'm surprised you even driving. Hell, there was a car that drove past. It had the white, the white, like the white sticker, license plate sticker. Oh, dude, nowadays. Do you know that's, do you know that's right. 2021? Right. Nowadays, that's, it's, that's it's 2021. And you expect not to get pulled over? And what? then you want to cry because you do get pulled over? Man, gone somewhere. Quit playing you know, with me. It's, it's almost like they're trying to build a case where it only they the only thing they're trying to do is build a case where now they're gonna try to make a law where you can't make stops. I mean, there in some states, there uh the kind of like decriminalizing some of the stops like for headlights or expired plate or something like that. Because they feel that is uh, the, like I say, the magic word is disproportionately affects black and brown. And it's like, I mean, if somebody got expired plate, somebody got expired plate. It doesn't matter the demographics of the other. It doesn't matter the color of the person, the driver. It's expired plate. But if everything is decriminal, if everything is, you know, because it is dipro- disproportionate uh, against black and brown, then I mean. What do you, I mean, what do you do? Do you say, hey, stop? I mean, stop. They might as well come out and say, hey, stop stopping, pulling over, curbing, or whatever kind of verbiage you want to use, black and brown people. I mean, but if I work in if we work in a predominantly black district, nine times out of ten, we're just gonna stop nothing but predominantly black people. We're gonna stop black people. Exactly. Now, what be what's what's racial? about our stopping a predominantly black district and willing to stop in white person. It was like, oh, wait a minute, what's that white person doing over here? He don't belong here. I mean, so, I don't know. This one, I mean, it's weird. I, and, and then let's, let's, I mean, we're all fair. Let's be fair about this. Have there been officers who stopped people because of the color of their skin, because of the, 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 the area and stuff they're at, they feel that they're not supposed to be in this area, in this net, of course, of course. But you got. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. This with a with a with a wide lens. Like, wait a minute. All these carjackers and stuff is permitted predominantly black and brown. So, I mean, if there's a lot of crime that are caused by black and brown, in order to curb to kind of mitigate some of this crime, yeah, there's gonna be stop it. There, there's gonna be you know, officers gonna do their jobs to stop people. That doesn't mean white people don't get stopped because white people get stopped. 
Oh, how you know that, Jules? Yeah, when I go to traffic court, I see white, I see black, I see brown, I see orange, I see red. I see all type of uh, uh, nationality of people getting, getting coming to court. So it's not just black and brown. You know, if they get stopped at higher paces, because I don't know. I mean, I can only talk about myself. I work in a predominantly black district. I mean, I mean, no, matter of fact, I take that back. I, we work, I work in a mixed part of district. Yeah. Where there's black, brown, whatever the case, white. Yeah, big time. And yeah, so I pull somebody over because there's there's a there's a fraction. There's a reason why the never never the driver. Half the time I don't know what the driver looked like. You know what I'm saying? I mean you pull the car over first, then you look at the driver. Or if you see uh heads or whatever the case may be, but hmm. Hmm. I mean it's interesting. I mean it's cute. But one thing I want to point out in all that, all that bull crap they spewing, there's no quota. If, if if they want that to happen, stop blaming policing. If, if y'all don't want us to pull people over, well, just get rid of the damn the laws. You need a sticker to drive. I mean, shit, you drive around. I got a 2021 license plate sticker. Why you pull me over? Just get rid of it. Uh, you don't need no city sticker. Remove it. You don't need no city sticker. You don't need no license plate sticker. Because apparently when we do our job, it's a problem. Right. You know, so, so like I said, right. So this is one of them things like, hey, with those guys who, who complain about they can stop too much time, well, what's, what's going on? I mean, are you legit? And they just pull you over just, just because? And if yeah. so, what is, what is the evidence? So then just getting stopped. Like I say, there's a plethora of reasons you get stopped. There's a whole bunch. I mean, so, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. But I want to get people, I want people to understand there's no quota. No quota. Because if so, I would have been fired a long time ago. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they probably look at my statistics like, oh, damn. I cannot <laughs> tell you the last time I wrote a ticket. You have to seriously piss me off, too. You and me both. All right, Miss Whitey, what else we got? A patient at a suburban Memphis clinic shot and killed an orthopedic surgeon in an exam room, police said. Wow. Collierville Police Chief Dale Lane said the suspect was taken into custody within five minutes of the shooting at Campbell Clinic in Collierville, Tennessee, a town of just over 50,000 residents. The suspected shooter was justified. I'm sorry. The suspected shooter was identified by police as Larry Pickens, 29 years old, of Memphis. Pickens has been charged with first-degree murder and aggravated assault, and bond was set at $1.2 million, police said. The surgeon killed was Dr. Benjamin Mock. What happened at the clinic? Officers responded to the scene just after 2 p.m. The suspect has spent several hours at the clinic that day as a patient before the shooting, which appeared to be targeted, according to Lane. He used a handgun, which he had in his possession when he was arrested. After the shooting, the gunman ran out of the clinic and officers found him very near to to the entrance, he said. We are shocked and heartbroken to confirm the incident resulted in the tragic loss of one of our highly respected and beloved physicians, Dr. Ben Mock. We ask that you please lift his family in prayer, the clinic said in a statement. Wow. Wow. Oh, man, that's... Oof. Well, I tell you. Hmm. 
I don't even know what to say with that. Just be, man, my thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers go out to, to that doctor. I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah, just be careful. Just be careful. Wherever you go, just, 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 just be mindful and, you know, keep scanning. Keep scanning. Look at people. They acting funny. Like, like mom always should tell us holiday. If it don't look right, leave. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, if we have anything else, Miss Watt? Just anonymous tips up to $5,000 for tips leading to gun trafficking charges or convictions and up to $15,000 for tips leading to homicide charges or convictions. Call 833-408-0069 or you can always email <coughs> cpdtip.org. Okay. Thanks, Miss Wadi. Holiday for the notifications and the follow-up. All right, let's get on. Let's investigate the 4th of July mass shooting. My God. I know... We know the we know the Fourth of July has has came and went. Hell, it's damn near it's damn near Halloween now. But mass shooting has continued, and me personally, well, I don't think will stop. Unfortunately, we won't talk about the Fourth of July weekend because there were at least fifteen mass shootings across the Fourth of July weekend, and. It didn't get the press that it should. Now, on this platform, on this podcast, we talked about Juneteenth and how some people did it wrong. We can't go. We can't let the Fourth of July go and not talk about this. So we're going to check out some clips and then we'll, you know, we'll do what we always do. We'll talk about it. 15 people are dead and at least 60 more injured after a string of mass shootings in cities across the country over the holiday weekend. Experts say the shootings all have one common thread. There is a pathway to violence that most people go through when it comes to preparation stages and grievance gathering and then thinking about how they want to plan out the event and then acting out the event. Forensic psychologist Dr. John Delator tells One Crime Network the shootings may not be directly related to the 4th of July, but instead the events usually associated with the holiday. Well, it's certainly not random. I don't necessarily know that it's directly related to the 4th of July holiday. I think it is related to the uh, gathering of people. In fact, Delatory says one shooting could have inspired another. Right, there is a such thing as, as what's known as the contagion effect, which is once one thing happens, other people who were on the same wavelength, thinking about the same kind of behavior, in this case, mass shootings, more likely to engage in the behavior because they witnessed that someone else had done that before. And so you can see this cascading aspect where one mass shooting happens and then you'll see uh, several more happen. On July 2nd, investigators say multiple suspects opened fire at a block party in Baltimore, Maryland. 18-year-old Aliyah Gonzalez and 20-year-old Kyla Spagbemi were shot and killed. 28 others were injured. Officials say most of the victims are teenagers, ranging from ages 13 to 19. Right now, Baltimore officials are still searching for multiple suspects. A $28,000 reward is being offered for more information leading to the arrest of the suspects. And while the shootings may seem sudden, Delatory says it's not likely they were impulsive. Well, it's important for people to understand that none of this stuff happens just on a snap. No one just breaks. There's actually a long sequence of time that goes on between when someone feels this sort of idea that their life isn't worth living anymore 
it, it turns from a suicidal ideation into a homicidal ideation based on the amount of anger and aggression and just sort of maybe jealousy. All these very negative, vulnerable feelings are going on. The person believes that uh, the world has gone wrong for them and they need to set the world right in order to make the world make sense again. So this is a long, drawn-out process, gathering all the materials that they need to engage. It. That does, that's not just something that happens just overnight. So this is a long process. On July 3rd, five people were killed and two more injured in Philadelphia when officials say 40-year-old Kim Brady Carriker opened fire. Investigators say Carriker wore a bulletproof vest and ski mask and began shooting an AR-15 aimlessly. Carriker now faces multiple charges, including multiple counts of murder, attempted murder, and aggravated assault. Carriker appeared in court on Wednesday and is now being held without bail. Local TV stations report that prior to the shooting, Carriker made disturbing posts to social media accounts. To Delatory, most of the suspects likely hinted at warning signs prior to the shootings. There's a lot of leakage, right? That means that the person wanting to engage in this has probably told multiple people that they are going to engage in this thing. And so there's a lot that's going on, a lot of yellow flags. And then subsequently, right, the closer we get to the event, the more red flags become uh, prevalent. Just before midnight on July 3rd, officials say multiple suspects opened fire at a block party in Fort Worth, Texas. Three people were killed and eight more injured in the mass shooting. Officials say it happened at an annual block party celebrating the 4th of July holiday. Right now, investigators say it's too early to determine whether the shooting was a domestic dispute or gang-related. Delatory believes it's possible at least one of the shootings is gang-related though a deep understanding of the motive will take time. It's, it's really complicated to, to try to lump all mass shooters together, right? I think that would be the very wrong thing to do because not everyone engages in this behavior have for the same reason. And so it's certainly possible that this was some sort of gang activity. Any one of these could have been gang activity or could have been something in which this group of individuals that it became an organized effort not necessarily terroristic, but certainly has some kind of political or extremist ideology, right? So it's, it really is going to be, uh, it's going to take some time for the investigation to really uncover what exactly it was, because going into this as a group requires that each member of the group hold the same values, and that's not necessarily easily done. On the 4th of July itself, four people were killed and seven were injured at another block party, this time in Shreveport, Louisiana. Local news outlets report it was difficult for first responders to reach the scene because of traffic and parked cars surrounding the crowded area. More than 200 people were at the party, though no arrests have been made. While the block parties may have been targeted because of the large crowds, Delatory says those crowds could aid in the investigation of each shooting. If something unique is that we have more access to video cameras, right? Everyone has a camera on their phone. 
And these events have a people are taking a ton of pictures, people are taking a ton of videos, CCTV, right, body cam from police officers that were there, other security guards, dash cams and stuff like that. This is a long, arduous process of looking up all the different digital material that is out there. And there is a digital footprint also from these perpetrators. And that's a lot harder to find than maybe a screed or manifesto that they posted on typical uh, message boards or something like that. This is a long arduous process with a bunch of investigators doing a bunch of questions looking at a bunch of different things to try to pinpoint where this individual or individuals are on july 5th one person was killed and six more injured at another block party this time in salisbury maryland officials say a 14 year old boy was killed all the other victims were taken to the hospital for treatment. The shooting itself is still under investigation as Salisbury police ask anyone with more information to come forward. As the investigation into each mass shooting continues, Delatory says it's possible suspects plan the shooting to occur near the 4th of July holiday, specifically to make a statement about America. Now we have to identify that there's a little p political and then there's a big p political, right? The idea is that there are some individuals who hold an extremist ideology who would view July 4th as, uh, as a means with which, yes, I'm going to get my message out and my political, right? My little p political ideology is associated with extremist beliefs and that they don't like people intermingling with one another or something. But are there some other big P political people? Usually we think of these as ter terrorists. Yeah, absolutely. Can there be domestic and homegrown terrorists that are wanting to engage in this activity? Yeah, and the FBI has come out and said that there are a lot of, you know, uh, white extremist nationalist groups out there, the domestic homegrown terrorists that absolutely could be a part of something like this. Now, again, we don't know for sure why they did what they did, but we have to explore all the different options when it comes to investigating these crimes. In Washington, D.C., nine people were shot at a 4th of July celebration on July 5th. Among those injured, a 9-year-old and a 17-year-old. Investigators say the shots were from a dark-colored SUV only about five miles from the U.S. Capitol. So far, no suspects have been arrested in the shooting and a motive hasn't been identified. Delatory says it's possible past shootings or anniversaries could have inspired any of the holiday weekend shootings. This year marks the one-year anniversary of the July 4th shooting in Highlands Park, Illinois, where seven people were killed and dozens more injured during a parade. Delatory says this event could have prompted other shootings this summer. We aren't mind readers, so we have no idea. Someone could easily have been holding on to that, you know, that event, holding on to it for an entire year and use that entire year to, to think about how they were going to engage in their own act, planning and gathering all the materials that they need to engage in their own act. Or some might just be wanting to recreate that event. Some people might be putting that event up on a pedestal. There's so many different reasons why someone does something that we just can't simply say, well, it's because they were crazy or it's because any of these kinds of things. Until we talk to the person, we have no idea why they did what they did. When looking to prevention of future mass shootings, Della Tori says a lot of factors need to be considered. Uh, generally, we had this conversation boils around two different right it is gun control and it's mental health there is no mental health mental illness there is no diagnosis in which mass shootings is a criterion so it is not mental health related now that being said there are some individuals who are struggling with their mental health and those people can be put in 
very vulnerable positions to engage in acts that they wouldn't have done if they weren't suffering from mental health or mental illnesses. Gun access, gun control, all of these aspects of it, but there's so many different problems. This is a wraparound thing. Our communities need better education. We, our educators need to be paid more. There's so many different things infrastructure-wise, right? There's so many different things, so many avenues for us to explore how to mitigate this problem that it's not simply about guns. Chicago's not excluded from that. Because there was a there was a little mass shooting at a Fourth of July party in Chicago. Check it out. Tanya and Val, Chicago police continue to investigate that shooting in the city's Englewood neighborhood that left four people seriously injured. Look, we spoke with a witness on scene earlier this morning who was at that party last night into this morning who tells me that people there were just having a good time celebrating the Fourth of July holiday when gunshots rang out. It looks like a parade was on the block. <laughs> And it wasn't a parade, it was a large party. A 4th of July party near 56th and Ada descended into chaos early this morning after witnesses say gunfire erupted in the street after multiple fights broke out. This man attended the party last night. Oh, hell broke loose. And says he left around two this morning. He didn't want to show his face on camera. That's a lot of, large crowd of people. They was outrageous some of them was but most of them was having fun enjoying themselves seeing video shows a massive police response and crowds of people fighting in the street neighbors tell abc7 they heard at least 100 gunshots between 4 30 and 5 this morning one even sent us these pictures showing a bullet hole in their living room window to come home and see everything that's going on yeah they live on a neighborhood where and rarely hear things like this go on. Hours after the shooting, scraps from fireworks litter the streets, along with shell casings, empty liquor bottles, and unanswered questions about what led to this July 4th party going wrong. It's unclear at this hour if anyone is in custody. Now, on the 4th of July, Chicago saw 20 people shot. Two of them were killed in those shootings. And a little bit later this afternoon, Tanya and Val, at 1 o'clock, Chicago police and other city departments are hosting a news conference to discuss their efforts to keep people safe over the July 4th holiday. Okay, everybody, we, 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 we sat and listened and we heard all that. Now, in Chicago, 20 people shot, four, four killed, I believe he said. And let me ask y'all. Did y'all know, did y'all hear about those numbers? Did y'all hear about the numbers in Chicago? Did y'all hear about the mass shooting across this across this nation? Sure, I know I haven't heard all that. Right. <laughs> I haven't heard all, you know, no, you hear the ones in Chicago. Right. Um, and not even, what people don't understand is there's sometimes, you can, it'd be so much shooting, you overlook it, you miss it. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's so much shooting, you, you kind of mix up the, the shooting did you hear about this one you're like wait a minute mm -hmm. is that the one with the girl no 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 that was earlier but this one's different you're like man can't even keep up with this shit but all over i mean you i man it's all over and you know so i haven't heard, i didn't even hear some of this stuff let me now let me ask another question did you hear anything afterwards what are we going to do no, about these no no shoots? like like no you get the shooting like uh they'll, they'll It'll be a little snip, little snippet of it, and mm -hmm. you know that's it. That's why we're having this episode today. You know, just just look at it. I mean, Akron, Ohio, Edgewood, Maryland, Shreve Point, Louisiana, Lansing, Michigan, Haywood, California, Washington D.C., Chicago, Illinois, 
mass shootings to go together all to, all together is almost 20, 20 dead over almost mm-hmm. close to 100 injured mass shootings mm-hmm. you hear nothing nothing from the from the from the elected officials so today it's not going to be a long show what do you guys think we can do and, and you know and 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 mass shooting still goes on today like i said we talked about it earlier uh in in londale north londale area eight women gunned down, eight women were shot eight no there's somebody out there probably think we're full of crap hold on north londale shooting let me pull it up kanisha Gaines, 21 year old was killed and eight other women were injured when the shooting erupted at one o'clock in the morning 1500 block of South Keeler. Gangs and a number of other uh, women were in the backyard, had a, you know, a party, one o'clock in the morning. Hey, I tell you, y'all be careful. Be careful with these uh, these these little hood parties. I don't know if it's a hood party, but I mean, wasn't hood. What's that, K Town? 1500 block of Keeler. A Jeep pulled up and several armed, several armed people stepped out the vehicle and began firing into the crowd. Rhonda Matthews said her daughter, Aria, was shot 10 times and been, been, and been by her daughter's bedside at Mount Sinai Hospital since then, praying. My prayers go to, uh, man, 10 times. Mm. Grimes killed. Mm. Other women shot. Wow. Thank God for non-life, non-life-threatening uh, injuries. But still, who gets out on, on, a, a, on a group of women and starts shooting? But it's a mass shooting. But have you heard anything else after that? Nope. You ever heard crap? Crickets. I wish I had a noise maker for crickets. Holiday, pull it up. Holiday, I know you got it. So here, here's what you're hearing from our elected officials. Yeah, that's what you're hearing. You're hearing crickets. So today on the show, it's not going to be long. We just, we each going to give our our thoughts on what can be done to mitigate um, these mass shootings. I don't believe you can stop it. I hope I'm wrong. I looked at, I think, USA Today. We are, we had 400 mass shootings thus far, and it's only August. Unheard of, man. 400. Guys, it don't matter who can go first. We just, listen, we're just going to give uh, our thoughts on what can, can can be done to mitigate the mass shootings. Just one. And then this this episode, we don't want you, we want you to listen to, but we also want some feedback from you guys. You guys are good at giving feedback, but we want more feedback on what can be done to mitigate the mass shootings or to get rid of it. I mean, I, I preferably I will want I want that. We want that. But I don't know. As long as you have guns, you're gonna have mass shootings. But my thing is you take away guns, you go around and stab everybody. So you get mass stabbings. It's always something. It's always something, but but we just just talk about mass shooting. So, and but you know, hit us up, Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. Hit, hit us up, hit us up. You know, use it, use that email. Type, type away. Vet, call them some. You can just just write on there, just vet, like, you know, whatever, whatever you want to write. Just don't write anything negative about us. That's all. <laughs> But uh, but Miss Wadi, what what do you think? I mean, just just one. What do you think can help can can mitigate some of this mass shooting? First of all, prayer, because okay. people have lost 
people have lost the fear of God. The fear of God needs to be back in, be back instilled into people, and people need to seek God and find their purpose in Him. So it lessens all this violence and crime, you know. And then people need to let the police be the police as far as policing the way we're supposed to police, like these super strict anti Oh, you're talking good. Like, you're talking good. Miss Waddy, Miss Waddy, you're talking good. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you you know how somebody in church, they cuss the Holy Ghost. You, you, <laughs> you didn't get me riled up over here. You didn't get me riled up over here. Keep, hey, you no, keep preaching. Keep talking people, good. People need the fear of God in them. So they can see their purpose and love people the way they're called to be loved. And, you know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. So when people find God, they find love and they show it to people. And then there's less violence being spread around. But, yeah, like, people need to also let the police be the police as far as, like, these overly strict, excessive laws, like, just last night, it was people drag racing right in front of us and stopping, pulling up their phones, recording us, and then driving off in these Dyke Dodge Durangos and stuff. And it's like he, they was literally doing like this circling around and driving through cars so closely. And I'm just like, these are the people that we're not allowed to stop them and chase them. I, we, I, I literally, in a moment, I pray to God that they don't get in a crash because regardless of how they live in, there's still somebody made in God's image, and I mm-hmm. don't want them to die. I want them to get saved. But I do want them to not also crash into a pedestrian, like a regular citizen going home, because that type of stuff is not fair. And then when we see the stuff on the news, yes. people, the, of course, the news is going to report the news, but the main people who got their mouths on every political issue, on what the police are doing wrong, like y'all are quiet. It's, it's not loud enough. It's not loud enough for the lady that's not related to you because she's not related to you. So it doesn't affect you like that. It's easy for you to just look at the news and just turn and say, okay, what's next? All right, what, what, am I, what am I watching next? Okay, what do I feel like doing right now? You know what I'm saying? You're not affected. But if I stop that person, a gang of us stop that person, box them in because they driving recklessly, endangering the lives of themselves as well as other people who just trying to get home to their families, Y'all come out with y'all phones. Oh, I bet you they harass him. I bet you they, but if he kills somebody, the ones who say, I bet you they harassing him, they gonna sit there at the TV and turn the channel because they're not affected. They're not affected. It's not happening to them. It's not happening to their loved ones. So they don't care. So they just need to let, get the police, take the handcuffs off of us and let us, to get these people to chase them mm. it's just too strict with all these super strict chase policies like you know hey that's show ladies and gentlemen we ain't enough ain't nothing else need to be said <laughs> it is but holiday we want but holiday we want your opinion now holiday come on in here come on here and talk to him. mass shooting unfortunately mass shooting happens unexpectedly you know yeah uh, mm-hmm. in order to right. count mm-hmm. that is a defense you have to be on a defense side you, you're never a, you're never on offense you got to play defense and mm-hmm. um, unfortunately i'm more of people needs to carry 
Okay. Okay. Um, More guns. Okay. I mean, people that that they're not okay. afraid they're the gonna get ones. arrested or go to jail right the good ones the good ones because the bad mm-hmm. ones got it they got the it anyway ones. okay the bad ones got them right they, they got it anyway. we need now, more good guys now you get a mass shooter let's say they go in the store all right if they know 50 people other people got guns I seriously think they're not. It either going to reduce it, or it, it, if they do start shooting, there's none of this. You know, they shot ten people and gave up. They're going to die. Um, you know, you, you hate to see and hear death, but it is what it is. Mass shooting. Mass shooting is pretty much the only way to stop it is, is defense you have to fight back with with the with what they got okay. um, it's not like you can carry a knife and they start shooting you know, what, what the knife gonna do right um right. so you got now, now this is a now this is a, this is a, this is a throw knife <laughs> you, you better be like dude from uh untouchable <laughs> <laughs> you better be the best knife thrower there is right but and don't miss because you only got one shot one mm-hmm. opportunity like Eminem. Shit. But uh but my my strategy would be it would be more it would have to be the good people gotta carry have gun. Okay. Hey, I hey, I ain't knocking that. I ain't never knocking that. Um that's cause it's everywhere. I cause you I will say if there's a gathering, now you're gonna need more police around. Right. If you get a gathering, okay, they have a permit, whatever the case may be. Okay, we need officers assigned here because it's a lot of people. Possibility of mass shooting, but a lot of people ain't just going to start shooting when they see the cops around. Mm-hmm. But now you're talking about more cops. Right. And there's so many parties everywhere, and the mass shooting can happen anywhere. Right. So, you know, who thought eight women that was just having a good time catching up or whatever the case may be? And about this time, we're going to get shot at. One of us is going to die. Again, women getting shot and killed. Dudes putting him in. What, what kind of society are we in where we're attacking the women? What kind of soft, weak society are we living in where women are being attacked? But then what kind of society is where we got good, able, good men out here and allowing this? I'm talking about us, man. We got to step up. Now, one thing I did saw that I loved is the black Israelites. They was out there marching over in uh, over in the gardens. They was marching, but you didn't see that in the, in these media, did you? You didn't see it on the news, did you? They sure was did. March was marching for. They was marching for a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, gun gun control and. Uh, black men stand, standing up, men in general standing up and getting rid of the crime. They didn't promote that. The media don't, they didn't promote that. It was on the social, I only saw it on the social media. I was on TikTok and, they, and I saw it. I said, why is that not being um, published? Why is not that being broadcast? I mean, it was hundreds of them. They're in their little purple shirts and in formation. They're talking about we're not having this in our streets. That should be publicized. But 
you know, all this is designed, you know, it's 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 designed to divide and have chaos and stuff. They don't want they don't want to see you unite or fight against this system. The system right now sucks. Me personally, the system the system sucks. The system and then people who's under in these these seats, I, I I mean, they want this to happen. Oh, for sure. Some of them they want this to happen. I mean, for I mean, sure. let's be honest. They haven't said a damn, which goes to show me they picked a side. Since you're not fighting against it, you're not saying anything. You're perpetuating it. You're allowing it to happen. So you don't want this. You want to keep your seat by by promoting it to keep your seat you out of fear. It's a fear tactic. Yeah, it's easy to call to call things racial. It's e- uh, you know, it's easy to say, hey, hey, we need resources. It's easy to say our schools are failing. It's easy to say our teaching. It's easy to blame everything on the police. I mean, we could blame everything. That punching bag is beat up. So my thing is, so how to mitigate this? Like both you guys saying, good guys with guns, when you see the bad guy doing to, you know, out in the streets, eradicate that person. Uh, And what what Wadi's saying, give the police back the powers. So, you know, we're able to do our jobs. Let's say we was. Let's say there was a a, a a a patrol car. Let's say there was a squadron over there by that shooting where the eight women got shot. They take off. Oh well, if the if the if the officer get in behind it, they probably tell the officer to terminate chase because they feel that you know that person's reckless. They might kill a pedestrian that's out there. I mean, I mean it's a fair statement, but this this piece of crap didn't kill. I mean, then shot up a whole, uh, shot up eight women. You need to have lost these, the, you know, you shoot somebody, you shoot somebody, that's automatic life. You have a gun, automatic three to five years. A carjacking, automatic. Things need to be automatic because you need to set a tone. You need to set up, like, no, nah, we ain't having it. You rob somebody, automatic. There's no good behavior. There's no time off. There's no time served. There's no, no automatic. You gotta be tough on crime. Mass shootings gonna happen, but I mean, if you set a president like, wait, you know what? If I get caught shooting this person, I'm going to jail. Hell, I know Miss White not, you know, big on this, but you know, some things I need to bring back the death penalty. You know, who man, who knows? I mean, that's what time calls. That's measures. That's the show today, people. I told you we ain't gonna be long on here. That's the show. We appreciate everybody for checking us out and listening and but on this one uh you know hit us up on the black blue vanguard podcast at gmail.com to to give your thought on what what can kind of you know mitigate uh you know mass shooting so holiday miss whitey thank you for being on this ride along with me and always remember and be alert be aware be safe but also also be dangerous until next time we'll talk to you wait a minute people we're not done yet we have to announce our blue cape award winner holiday Who's getting an award today? Today's Blue Cape Award winner goes out to no other than a six-year-old girl who was abducted and briefly held captive at a Miami apartment complex, but managed to get away by biting her attacker's arm, authorities said. The six-year-old stayed outside while others went inside, and that when she was grabbed, she stated that she was suddenly grabbed by the arm and pulled towards the rear of the stairs. The victim began to fight back and pulled away from the defendant. The defendant then picked up the victim and began to carry her away. 
The victim bit the defendant on the arm, causing him to drop her. The defendant slapped the victim and ran away towards the front of the apartment complex. The victim ran around the building towards the front to tell her aunt what just had occurred. Leonardo Venegas, 32 of Miami, was later identified as a suspect, and police said he was arrested on charges of kidnapping and child abuse, causing no great bodily harm. Venegas was arrested Saturday, according to the affidavit in Miami-Dade jail records. He was held on no bond on the kidnapping charges and was also placed in an immigration and custom enforcement hold jail record show. The alleged victim, Al Lyric, told NBC Miami, I bit him. She said she learned the self-defense tactics from her mother by the quick thinking of the six-year-old to fight back that saved her life. And that's why you are a badass. And congratulations on being our Blue Cape Award winner. Well, thank you, Holiday, for announcing our Blue Cape Award winner. People, you can always check us out on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Please, we encourage you all, if you have any questions, comments, or if you want to vent, hit us up at Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. What is police brutality? Does it exist? Police brutality. A coined term that's been worked to death. It's run the gamut from physical brutality to rudeness, and it's a damaging term. When the police do something that's objectionable, call it what it is, rudeness, undue force, neglect of duty, or whatever, but not police brutality. It can't be defined. It's just a label that some factions of our society use to destroy public faith in constituted law and authority, the police.